0: On episode 94 of the Frantic Thoughts podcast, we're going to be talking about movies, TV shows, and a lot of Comic-Con announcements. I know I'm really late to the party, but I'm excited to talk about it, so let's just jump right into that right now. If I can get this loaded up. My cat is jumping on me. (laughs) Here we go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Frantic Thoughts Podcast. A video game, entertainment, and other things that we love podcast. Where I talk a little bit about my life, talk about what I've been up to, talk about movies and video games, all that fun stuff. Um, This should be a fairly short episode. I'm doing this on my lunch break today. But I figured I wanted to actually stay committed, do the weekly show, which is technically... This is technically the next week, even though it's on opposite ends of the other week. It still worked out where I did two in two weeks. I know, I'm being a little cheesy on that, but that's okay. It worked. That's the way it worked out this week for me. And um, yeah, it's uh, going to be a little shorter show, but I have plenty of movies, TV shows, and stuff like that. But before we get into all of that, I do want to talk a little bit about what I've been playing. Oh, one specific thing I've been playing is uh, Burnout Revenge, which I haven't played in forever. Um, it was on sale for $5, so I decided to pick it up on Xbox One. Um, we are very short on money, and I probably shouldn't have bought it, but hey, I went ahead and did it anyway. And I have been having a lot of fun with it. I've played it probably the first three maps uh, super fast. It's one of the fastest racing games you can play possibly play that has realistic car models i mean if you look at the f-zero gx f-zero wipeout those are probably faster all in all but when it comes to like car based racing games you can't really beat burnout you can knock cars into other cars you can take down your opponent you know and it's crashes about crashes and speed and boosting and it's just a ton of fun and i've been playing that and of course i played Mario, Mario Maker 2, and I've been constantly playing it, and I'm sure you can hear Storm in the background or see her if you own the video. Um, but she's just being a, a little brat right now. Um, anyway, I. <laughs> oh, man. I have been playing Mario Maker 2, I made a stage called Snow Panic, and I had a lot of fun with it, it actually has multiple puzzle rooms in there that you have to go through, and it's like a snow theme, it's Super Mario 3, I hadn't made an actual Super Mario 3 stage quite yet, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this, it's going to be awesome, we're going to kick ass, and it was a lot of fun, and nobody's played it. Nintendo actually never circulated that level. Um, there was a report recently that there are five million Super Mario Maker stage, two, Super Mario Maker two stages out and uh, actually uploaded to the Nintendo servers. So it's like, holy shit, that's a lot. <laughs> so it's hard to get your level recognized, even though I feel like it's a pretty clever level with a lot of really cool mechanics and a lot of interesting things you can do in there. And I thought it was a lot of fun to play, but. It hasn't been really circulated around, so not many people's played it except for me like four or five times. So that's okay. I had a lot of fun making it. I'm going to keep on making stages in that game and keep enjoying that. Uh, I did work my way through some of the story mode content in there, which is about a lo- 100 stages. I'm about 70 or 80, and I'm about to beat that pretty soon. Um, but I do enjoy the Nintendo-created and curated stages. They have been really interesting and, and show different mechanics that I would never have thought of. There's like this shell that you can put on Mario's head, and you know the thwomp characters that smash down when you get close to them. You can actually walk underneath the thwomps and knock the thwomp upward. So there were instances where I needed to hit this thwomp upwards to a different stage area to where he would land on a specific thing. And I was just like, damn, that's, that's something creative I've never seen. And there's also like this mode where it's like a spotlight on Mario and the stage kind of frustrated me. It was a little hard to like parse what was going on, but basically it's all-dark stage. It's a castle stage. And if you put the night mode on, it does like a spotlight on Mario and the rest of the screen's dark. But the P switches and power blocks in the stage actually glow. And so you have little like indicators and helpers with little like circular glowing things in this darkness. It's an and it was kind of a cool little thing to just like try to figure out. And it was kind of a puzzle. Thing. And there wasn't it wasn't hard. Nintendo doesn't really make too many stages that are super challenging, but there are a couple that I'm like, damn, the um, Nintendo kind of pulled out all the stops with this one. This one actually stumped me for a little bit, and that was one of them. And yeah, it's been just such a creative and amazing game, and I'm constantly enjoying it. Um, besides I haven't really played a lot of games, but I did watch a lot of TV shows and movies. And we're gonna go back a bit to Hey Storm. And <laughs> she's just like see me pay attention to me right now you haven't been home all day so um we're gonna jump into the media corner yeah and here it is thank you Anyway, uh, thank you for stopping by. It's going to be the media corner today. We're going to be talking about a bunch of movies and TV show news and stuff I've been watching. We're going to start off with some news here. Um, the Cuphead video game is having a TV show on Netflix. So, um, yeah, they they announced that Cuphead has a TV show coming out. And I, I was looking at the animation style and the screenshots they showed. It looked a lot like spongebob to me kind of like a SpongeBoby more modern cartoon take it doesn't look quite like the 30s style from the, the actual video game and i'm okay with that and i'm interested to see what that actually ends up being um mdhr isn't animating the show it's actually being created by netflix's own in-house animation studio and um this is not going well today is it <sighs> okay um, interested to see what they actually do to it, and what the actual show is going to look like, and what the uh, storyline is going to be like, and see if they have voice—they actually have voice acting or what? Is it going to be like silly shorts from? Um mickey mouse or like a looney tunes cartoon or what I, I i don't know i'm interested to see what they do uh they also during comic con they announced DuckTales is getting rescue rangers tailspin darkwing duck and goofy characters uh, i was like oh, oh, oh yes uh this is the brand new duck or, or it's a couple years old now but they keep on adding more things from the universe they've added like gizmo duck and stuff like that and they've already added darkwing duck in the, in the show already but um I don't want to spoil anything, but he's in there. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what more they add for this Disney afternoon, like power hour TV show that this is turning into. Um, Jane Silent Bob reboot. So I'm a big fan of, um, sorry, I'm typing something here. Uh, I'm a big fan of Jane Silent Bob. I'm a big fan of that universe and I'm pulling up something from the next story here i am i'm very bad t- this is this not going good for me today <laughs> um i love clerks clerks is an awesome show uh tv sh- tv show movie clerks is an awesome movie and um i like all of the stuff that kevin smith does i, I think he's a good director he has a really centri- like a uh, very particular voice to his characters the way everybody speaks uh isn't quite how everybody speaks in real life but they're a little very articulate they have uh very interesting mannerisms and ridiculous storylines and there's a lot of uh lore there and all the movies tied together and the view universe and this is supposed to be like a love letter to all those movies dogma chasing amy mall rats all those um and i'm looking forward to watching it uh, the trailer actually looked pretty good and it got me excited to see what he comes up with so um yeah it's gonna be awesome, and uh, that was—I actually knew that was gonna happen. He had talked about it on a couple of his podcasts, and I do listen to it. And yeah, I, I like—I like his uh, Fat Man on ba- Batman podcast. It's kind of has like a comic book leaning geek video, not video games, geek movies and stuff like that leaning. But I, I enjoy that show. It's—it's—it's it's, it's a pretty good podcast. And he had talked about making that movie and filming it in the past. But I was excited to see it finally come together because he has talked about clerks three and stuff like that for years and years. And it feels like none of those projects ever like come off the ground and they finally did. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Also there was a trailer for the Steven universe movie. Uh, They're aging up the character a bit. It's after the events of the end of the last season, and that was a great finale. And this is kind of kind of continue it, but it's years later, and there's been peace on earth and stuff, and crazy stuff is going to go down. They aged up Steven. He has a deeper voice. He actually has a neck, because the original actual drawing of him did not have a neck. He looks short and squatty. He actually looks taller, and they, they drew neck, and that was actually like a selling point in one of the ads that they made. Um... And it's going to be great. They released the first track from it. And it's going to be a complete musical movie. And I'm excited for that. I'm no, uh, I'm not like... And the p- people that listen to this probably don't really care too much about that. But I'm very excited for that movie. And uh, another movie. Two Nickelodeon movies coming out. Uh, the Rock was Modern Life Mode actually just came out. I haven't watched it yet. It came out two days ago as of this recording. And next Friday we're going to get uh, an Invader's in movie. And... I'm super super excited! Like the Rockwell's Modern Life movie, um, they're always been about um, like taking the modern discourse and being a lot of um, what's a, what's a word I'm looking for, um, not parody but critiquing different modern society stuff and uh kind of turning on its on its head and stuff like that and apparently in this Rocko's Modern Life movie there is going to be the first trans character in any nicktoon show ever which I was like oh that's interesting I'm I want to see how the, what, where that goes and um I I think that's a very cool thing that they're doing um with an Invader Zim in, it just looks like a ridiculous Invader Zim in with a uh, body horror and uh really stupid quirky jokes and that dark art style with the edgy, with the black, thick black lines, and that same animation style from the past, which is really awesome. And my cat is just driving me nuts today. Let's see if she stops. I think that's it. All right, whatever. Let's keep going. And uh, they did announce Marvel Phase Four as well, so we're gonna be talking about all of that. <laughs> oh man. We have a bunch of stuff. I'm actually looking forward to a lot of this. We're going to kind of just cut through it, and I'm just going to kind of highlight everything because a a lot of people already know this stuff. I'm way behind on the news, but um, May first, 2020, we get Black Widow. It's going to be kind of like a prequel story, and the theory is is that it's going to be kind of like a handing of the torch to another Black Widow, tell the storyline between Civil War and modern-day stuff. Uh, about Black Widow, and she's going to fight Taskmaster. It's going to be Scarjo. And then, of course, she has a friend that she has had since she was a kid. They're kind of like sisters. And people think that's going to be the tie to the modern day Phase 4 stuff. Have a new Black Widow. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, in fall 2020, we have The Falcon in Winter Soldier, what seems like it's going to be a storyline that uh, basically brings the falcon into becoming captain america you can tell by the logo the logo has the shield on it and um that's going to be a cool storyline and they're kind of tying in disney plus stuff this is all on all the shows here are on disney plus um they're tying the disney plus into the bigger modern marvel universe and it's going to keep stuff going between the movies which is pretty cool and then next fall on november 6 2020 we have the eternals which has a huge crazy cast like Angeline Jolie. Um what's his name? The dude. Can't think of his name right now. Uh, a bunch of bunch of popular people. It would probably come to me. But uh yeah, that movie looks pretty cool and it's about like uh this eternal powers that have always been part of our world with different like mythological stuff huge new group of cast of characters that we've never seen in marvel and they're gonna have to introduce introduce them and make us care about them and kind of build forward and theory is there's gonna be some hints at mutants in this they're not gonna completely say mutants but they're gonna lead to fantastic four and mutants later down the line so there's gonna be like little nuggets throughout all of this about yeah reed richards and the thing and all that stuff probably and then They'll have like little mutant, like little teasers about stuff about the mutants. Um, I- I'm excited about that. That's cool. And then we got Shang Chi in the Legend of the Ten Rings. This comes out February 12, 2021. We're getting a couple of years down the line now, but this isn't too far away. Like it's it's far far enough, but it's not like so far that it's like uh, time goes by so fast, right? Um, this is uh, the ultimate. Like martial arts masters. He like, trains all the Marvel characters in the comics. And um, it's going to be like an all Asian cast. Like mostly Asian cast. And that's going to be really cool. And have some representation in the, in the MCU. Even more. That's that's great. Um, that's awesome. And I don't know a lot about the character. I've seen him in some Spider-Man stuff in the past. But that's about it. And after that we get in spring 2021. We get Wanda, WandaVision. Which is said to kind of adapt this graphic novel about um, Scarlet Witch. Where she has like nightmares and stuff. And she's kind of in this like hellscape nightmare mode. Where she's stuck seeing Vision. And it's kind of like a 50s like uh, drama. Like 50s sitcom style show. That's what the premise is. And it's her just having like a mental breakdown. Because you know of course Vision's gone. And there's this huge calamity on all this stuff. And it's her living out this crazy, like, fantasy wor- uh, fantasy thing in this crazy hellscape that's inside of her mind. And it's going to connect to the next movie, which is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And she's going to be in that movie. So the theory is near the end of the Scarlet Witch show, he's going to come out and help her get out of that hellscape nightmare scenario. And that could even possibly be a multiverse a multiverse that she created for herself that's the theory that's the some people have said that that sounds so insane and uh, i'm just so excited to see what all that weird wacky like mystical shit's all about Uh, that's some of the coolest parts of marvel in my opinion is seeing that stuff come to light and seeing that live action in the mcu is going to be insane so that I'm, i'm i love it when they do that stuff it's just so cool to see them like Put all that stuff together, and then this is going to go over into Spring 2021, which is Loki, which is going to be the 2012 Loki from Endgame that has the Tesseract, and he's going to be traveling through different time periods in the MCU. So kind of like a wacky hijinks thing with Loki. Sounds like a lot of fun. Of course, that's on Disney Plus as well. And then they have an animated show coming out that summer 2021, which is called What If? And they take different characters from the MCU and turn the storylines on their head like, you know, what if um, Captain America, Steve Rogers never became Captain America, and Bucky did, stuff like that. They kind of change it up, and it's going to be animated. They're going to have the original actors do the voices of all the characters. And I'm excited for that. That's cool. They like something unique and different. Uh, and in fall 2021, there's the Hawkeye show, which is said to kind of follow the comic with, from Matt fraction. And um, that's going to be cool. Uh, I don't know a lot about that comic. I've read the first trade. It was pretty fun and a different take and a more down-to-earth take of, on Hawkeye. Um, this is probably going to be more of a passing of the torch show as well. And then we have my the thing I'm looking most forward to in November 5th, 2021, and it can't get here fast enough, is Thor, Love and Thunder. It's going to have... Uh, I can't think of any names today. What's Thor's... Uh, Thor... Mm. I can't think, man. It's bad. It's bad. Jane Foster, of course. I knew that. Natalie Portman. I don't know why I couldn't think of it. She's going to be Thor in the movie. It's going to be Her becoming a female Thor, which is an awesome storyline with some really cool setups, and I cannot wait for this whole entire phase. They confirmed that Murharshal Ali is going to be Blade in the future, and they confirmed that the Fantastic Four is going to be a thing in the future, past all this, and that the X-Men are going to be a thing in the future, past all this as well. So I'm sure they're going to have some ties to all of those things, kind of hidden throughout all of these tv shows and movies imagine watching these tv shows and having a post credit scene at the very end of the tv show that leads into the movie that has a post credit scene that leads into another tv show that has a post credit scene that leads into another movie and they're just going to keep going and a lot of people are like oh my god stop and i'm like just give me more i love it it's just so much fun these movies have all been pretty good like they're they're either they go from pretty good to phenomenal for me there's no like completely terrible movies the only one i don't really like too much is incredible hulk which has its moments and a lot of people hate thor too but i find that movie to be pretty entertaining i think it has some good beats in it even though it's the probably the one of the weaker marvel movies anyway i think that's it for marvel stuff (laughs) and uh what else do we have i did watch some stuff and uh i have been watching Ink master again not gonna talk about that very long, but we're continuing to enjoy that trash. That show is kind of trashy to me. It's like drama for drama's sake, but I love seeing the tattoo and the art. And we we've been watching it from the beginning, so we just continue watching that. And then we watched a show called What We Do in the Shadows. It's based off a TV, about, it's based off a movie, which um, is about val- vampires in modern day, and it's silly and it's kind of funny. It's a little weird and awkward. It has a nice, like, uh, European sense of humor to it, and I, I think it's a lot of fun. It's on FX. We watched all those. I think it's only like eight episodes or ten, something like that. Had a good time with that show. Um, wacky hijinks with vampires. You can't go wrong. We all, I also watched the last episode of IT Crowd, and you're, you're probably wondering, what? What do you mean? Um, there was, like, this kind of like reunion episode that came out later on and it was really never on netflix uh, at least not american netflix for years and years and finally it was there just one day and i was like oh shit i never seen that so i watched it um i didn't think it was as funny as the actual show was i thought it was okay had a couple of funny spots but the original show the 16 episodes whatever of it crowd just i could watch them over and over again and they just make me laugh just as much every single time this one was kind of like it was all right um they kind of revisited some jokes i think that's the thing that kind of brought it down a little for me but i it was still pretty solid it's better than most comedy on tv nowadays anyway but it was just like yeah it was all right uh we watched stranger things season three um, I think that it is tied with Season 1. I think it has moments that are better than Season 1. Um, but I really love Stranger Things Season 3. I thought they're, they're really hitting their strides with the characters and kind of trying new things. They're trying new genres in Stranger Things. And I just really liked the the way they went with the season. And I thought it was very captivating and thrilling throughout. And um, um, some people probably disagree with that. But hey... I really liked it It was um, definitely better than season two I thought season two had a lot of slow moments it had some cool ass moments in it too I think the show all-in-all all, is just it's this popcorn 80s nostalgia fun and I, I enjoy my time with it. every time we watch the seasons uh, it's like one of the shows I probably never go back to but I'm really enjoy I'm enjoying them quite a bit um, speaking of like Netflix shows we did finish Orange is the New Black I think it was seven seasons we watched all of them um very a lot of low lows but a lot of high highs with that show the ending in the last season have were, were very good i think the last season they really uh turned everything around quite a bit and the finale was kind of predictable a little somber um, they brought every single person back of course they have to do that kind of stuff for a finale of a show with so many characters um, but I thought it was a nice wrap up to the show um, I wish they would have went maybe two seasons shorter or maybe less maybe like a four season show for this so Like, there's a lot of filler I feel like in, a, in the later seasons especially but all in all I do think the characterizations and the acting and the writing was generally pretty solid and I, I think that the characters like the actors in the show just pulled off some really great acting moments and there's very heartbreaking scenes very heart-wrenching scenes and sad and somber moments in the show about a group of convicts in jail so you know you're gonna have those moments so i did enjoy the show all in all and uh, i recommend it maybe watch like a season of it see how you feel but um yeah, I think we both quite enjoyed the finale. Um, like I said, not always perfect, but generally a great show, and I'm not angry that I watched it. You know, I I enjoyed my time with it. Uh, we also watched Toy Story 4. See, this is how far back I'm going because I haven't talked about any of the stuff, but it's okay. Um, I think Toy Story 4 is the perfect like epilogue to Toy Story. Like they didn't need to make Toy Story 4, of course, but they made. Uh, toy story 3 like the ending of it was like almost flawless right uh and then they're like you know we're gonna make another one we're gonna make another one it's a it it makes money we're making another one we're pixar so they made another one and uh it was good it was a love story Uh, i'm not gonna spoil anything beyond that um but it, it raised some questions about humanity in life i feel like i did talk about this before i might i might have but i did really enjoy my my time with Twister Four. uh we saw spider-man far from home uh best spider-man movie that isn't animated to me i think it's a little bit better than homecoming homecoming had so many great character moments for spider-man but he leaned a little too much on iron man i think and tony stark in this one this one feels like peter parker coming into being more of spider-man as we know him and they do change it and twist it on its head a bit for the mcu and do some really creative stuff and it has the best post-credit scene or mid-credit scene i think that any marvel movie has had like it was awesome they they really pulled out all the stops for that mid-credit scene in spider-man i i think it's one of the better marvel movies um i don't know where i'd rank it honestly but i had a ton of ton of fun it was really funny really high energy. Um, very creative. You knew where the twist was going to be. If you've seen the trailers, you know what I'm talking about. If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. You know there was going to be a twist there. But when the twist happens, and after the twist, even before the twist, I enjoyed the characters, and the high school drama, the high school cheesy, will they won't de- won't they stuff, and the humor, like the high school you know, drama humor from that. Uh, I, I enjoy that stuff quite a bit. So, that was cool. I, I love Spider-Man. All the, these modern-day Spider-Man, uh, all the Tom Holland Spider-Man stuff's great. Um, of course, Spider-Verse is my favorite superhero movie, so it doesn't really top that. But it's a different thing, you know. Like the animated Spider-Man, Spider-Verse, that's just something completely different. That this isn't trying to be, you know. So uh, we saw Lion King. Um, I didn't like it. Uh, I did not like the new modern my, Lion King, the modern live-action thing. I uh let's see I I know I I start off pretty negative so we'll get the negatives out of the way first I feel like it's a cheap cash grab kind of like Aladdin but when I talked about Aladdin I gave it kind of a pass because they changed it up and tried to do something new and unique and original with it this movie does that to an extent they try to ground it in reality a bit more because of course it's not animated even though everything's CG you know so it's kind of animated but it looks like live action right the way they animate it um the way the 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 when they did this they're trying to go for like a documentary style like filming on a lot of the, these scenes and stuff and i when you look at it it's very beautiful a lot of the, the scenes and stuff is beautiful but when the character is trying to emote They can't because they're a lion face. They can't really do a lot with the lion face without it looking not real, right? They can't make this character's face look too shocked because there's not much way they can push and pull like a realistic looking character to have emotions that you can do in like an animated feature. Like the scene where Scar has Mufasa in the animated feature On the actual cliffside and he has his claws into Scar's paws and he leans down and you just they they darken the image and you get like chills right because you see Scar and you can see in his face this contempt this hate for Mufasa this this thing this need you can see this need for revenge in his face right and then he's like you know he leans in and then he yeah (laughs) all hail the king right and he kills him. Right. They do that in this one. Let's just say it's very bad. I'm, I'm It's a minor spoiler, but it's the same exact story. So it's not really a spoiler, right? Um He calls him. And then he looks down on him. And he goes, all oh, hail the king. And then he goes, smack. He smacks him in the face with his paw. And then he falls down. And then they do that little crash zoom thing with the young, lo- young Simba, which works very well in animated form, right? It looks really impactful they go no and they zoom out real fast like the crash they crash zoom out from uh baby baby simba but in this live action version they do that crash zoom out and it just looks bad and you go down there and you see him the character doesn't really look like he's dead in the in the live action one it looks kind of drab there's not very much you know liveliness to it. There are stuff to about this Lion King. They like they do change some stuff. They do add some stuff in there. I feel like it's worth a watch. All in all, like there's parts of it where I'm just like, okay, they ta- they have their own modern spin on it, right? They have Seth Rogen and um, Billy Eichner as Timon Puvma and they're like the stars of the show. They do set- they have great chemistry. They're funny guys already, so having them do a character in this. They're going to be funny. They really do bring the laughs. And I appreciate that. And that was my highlight of the whole movie. Like the rest of the movie was just paint by numbers. One, two, three, four. This is the plot of the original with slight changes. And and they were very slight, uh, mostly some dialogue changes. Um, But honestly, I probably, I don't really want to watch it again. Um, the animated features just leagues and leagues better. If I'm going to watch lion King, I'll watch the lion King, uh, animated feature again. Uh, I'm usually real positive. I'm trying to like show the positive sides of this, but honestly, I was kind of disappointed by this movie, but I never, I didn't really have high expectations in the first place. I knew it wasn't going to be like this earth shattering thing. I knew what it was going to be. And it was that it was what you expect it to be. It's going to be go in thinking okay I'm watching the animated feature with this kind of like soulless look to it and that's this is how I feel like I feel like when you watch the original with the hand-painted backgrounds the lovingly like very detailed animation the color palette pops I watched I have the 4k HDR version of that I watched that like two or three times already and it just looks so amazing They really just watch that. Honestly, like if you, if you're curious on how they change things up, cool, go see it. It's worth a watch for that reason alone. But if you're curious for anything else, I'd say just give it a pass. Like I, I I just mm, like the Aladdin movie. Like, like I've said before, the Aladdin movie, they, they changed princess Jasmine up. They made her more interesting. Uh, They gave her a song even. And I thought that was cool. Like, they are like, oh, okay, they're doing something different with this one. Like, they're, they're actually taking something and making it a little bit different, right? They're, they're changing it up a split. And then they're like, this one? They changed their stuff up, but I, it, 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 it doesn't really have, like, that energy, the tone. It doesn't have that feel, that bombastic feel that the original has, in my opinion. Um, a lot of other people would probably believe differently, but I think Lion King... Is better left as an animated thing. Um, They're not going to stop doing these live action things. They make a lot of money. This made a ton of money. So, yeah. It is what it is. I thought it was fine. Not great. Not good, even. Just fine. It was alright. There's there's a couple moments that I got emotional thinking about the cartoon while I watched it. Which shouldn't be like that. I should be getting emotional at the thing I'm watching right now. So... That is what it is. A little bit of a downer for the end of the media corner here. In the end of the podcast this week, it's a little bit of a shorter episode. Like I said, I'm on my lunch break here. If I said that at the top, I think I did. I don't remember anymore. It's been a weird moment here. Uh, if you're watching the video version, I'm sure you've seen me get up a couple times and uh, shoot my cat out the room or let her back in the room. But uh, if you're listening to the audio version, there's some editing magic going on there. So thank you for listening to the show this week. Yes, this week. Because the show is weekly now, guys. We're back on weekly schedule here. I'm just going to type in something for the in song. I haven't planned this out. I was like, I'm sitting down I'm doing this right now. <laughs> so. um, Anyway. Check out the Cartridge Club. CartridgeClub.org. Go to the forums. You can comment on this episode. I know it was quiet there for a second. Uh, the Cartridge Club is playing... Chrono Trigger this month, Quicksafe Club is playing Commander Keen this month, and Cartridge Club Portable is playing the AVGN video game. Um, if you're interested in any of that stuff, it's all over there on the Cartridge Club forums. Um, the Game of the Month podcasts are all very entertaining, and I recommend you guys checking them out and checking out all the other great podcasts over there on the forums as well. And I appreciate you taking your time to listening to to listening to listen to me. Rant and rave about movies and all of that stuff. And there are some really terrible looking things in here. I'm trying to like just play like I was I looked up Minecraft Remix and. Yeah, <laughs> caution and crisis. Let's just try this one. All right, guys, thank you for listening and I will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye bye bye. Fighting's not that easy. Oh, I gotta add. is not that easy. I gotta add. <sighs> Thanks for watching, guys. If you checked it out. And I will see you next time. Or in listening, of course. Mainly listening. Oh, it's probably playing. I failed bad. Right? I'm failing bad. I'm wrapping it up. I swear. Here it is. Hopefully this is an okay remix. I never heard this one. Ooh, and I put pre-show graphics up. See you guys later.